So over the last little while, we've been doing a series about how to sell at markets. We've talked about whether you should be selling at markets or not. And then we did an episode about, you know, how to get prepared. Today, it's step three. And that is when you're actually at the market, what should you do? And how can you make sure that you're selling as much as possible and being as awesome as possible and getting those customers over to your store and getting them engaged. We're going to talk about all of that in today's episode 42 of the Business Making Podcast. Do you want to make it as a maker? This is the Business of Making Podcast with your hosts, Michaela Denvers, Deb Engelmeyer and Jess Van Den. We know from experience that growing a handmade business is bloody hard work. We're here to make it a little bit easier for you by dishing out reality-based, no BS, tried and tested advice on how to make your business work. Tune in every week for an honest conversation on what it really takes to make a creative business a success. Hello, hello, lovely makers. Welcome back to the business of making. Michaela is yawning. great start. <laughs> Woo, we've got lots of energy today. All right. So uh, as you probably know, we record on Friday afternoon and uh, it's been a big week for us. So yes, let's get into this one. Oh yeah, I'm with Michaela. Hello. Who's, now, who's not yawning anymore. And Deb. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> and me, Jess. So today we are here to talk to you about, well, we're doing the next episode or the final episode, I guess you could say, in our little mini series about getting ready for markets. And Today's episode is the third one, which is how to sell more when you're actually at the market, which is a really important topic. And we have lots to say about this. But before we dive into it, I want to just read out a quick review because we love our reviews. If you have left us one, thank you. If you have not left us one, we would love you to leave us one over on Apple Podcasts or on our Facebook page, which is just the business of making on Facebook. And now she's stretching. Oh my gosh. I can see a cat moment in the video. I love it. All right. So this review is from Drawing Machine and they say, love these ladies. This group of women really care about handmade artists and will help, will help you look out for you. All the advice from Deb's courses. Ah, huh, it's one of your people, Deb. Aww, and I'm you. sure in the other lovely ladies' businesses as well, have personally helped me avoid burnout and to stay focused on making what I love in my own way without having to worry about being a business and numbers expert. Love the accents and can't wait to listen to this show regularly. <laughs> Truly feels like sitting at a chat with friends. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. I love that it says accents and I'm like, it should always, this should be one Australian accent, but I'm probably like a meat bag of whole weirdness when I speak English. So it's like, sorry. <laughs> well, we all have, I think Mick and I have slightly different accents. I have a bit more of an Oka accent than you, I think, Mick. But you also say some things quite um, American. Like yes, because I am half American. Yeah. <laughs> I grew up listening to that, so it's quite funny, isn't it? Yeah. We all have a bit of a mix. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't know what the hell Ocker is, Ocker is basically the broader Australian accent. So the further north and the further inland you go, is the more Ocker people's accents get. So the less you understand them. Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> So that's, we do have, there's not just the one Australian accent, we do have regional variations. So there you go. Okay, so let's get started with this episode today. If you have not already heard our previous episodes, but of course you have because you're loyal subscribers, aren't you? 
course you have. Make you subscribe. <laughs> Everybody subscribe. You'd love us. Uh, if you're not, there's a button that you should push, definitely. So we've had uh, two episodes previously, uh, episode 36, which is was Should You Sell at Craft Markets or Shows, if you're unsure, and episode 39, How to Prepare for Markets and Shows. I recommend you go back and listen to those after you've listened to this one because really you can listen to them in any order. Uh, so today is how to sell more at markets and shows. I think we're going to talk a lot about what not to do in this episode as well as what to do because let's be honest, uh, those of you listening, as a market attendee or someone who just goes into a shop, you can probably right away think off the top of your head some things that people should not be doing or that have put you off in the past uh, that have stopped you from buying from somewhere that you may have wanted to buy from. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was going to say, my anecdote. It's not about homemade though. I know just oh, let's go for it. Workshop. Um, Kiki K is like one of my favorite brands, Kiki K. Uh, they obviously have stores, but you go in and they've all, all been trained to be really like helpful. But I find that extremely like, ah, get away. Like you're too much. You're talking to me too mm. much. I just want to have a look. And they're kind of trying to engage in conversation with you. And as an introvert, I'm just like, just let me look at my fucking notebooks. Like, I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> so, um, but I mean, some people might love that as customers too. So it's, I think it does come down to a little bit like uh, having a bit of self-awareness, but also awareness about your customer and like gauging where they're at. And you can generally mm-hmm. tell at markets the customers that are willing to have a chat, like my mum always willing to have a chat she loves it um <laughs> me though not so much and i just want to have a look and if i want to know something about the item then i'll ask um so yeah i think having that awareness is really a good skill to have as a market storeholder mm. yeah so have have first of all you have to remember to think about your customer mm. so mick is just saying she's an introvert I'm, I'm kind of an introvert as well really let's be honest that doesn't mean that I sit down behind my market stall on my phone completely ignoring people. You may laugh, but I've seen people do this. Yes. Oh, so many well, times, yeah. Every single market I've been to, I'm like, uh, there's, there's a degree, so right? So I was just saying like from the perspective of being a customer, I don't want to be kind of like bombarded with information from the stallholder, but it's the opposite is really bad as well. Like if I'm yeah. trying to make eye contact and be like, Hey, come and help me now. And they're just on their phone or reading a book or whatever. It's like, oh, okay, well, never mind. I'll just leave and not get yeah. anything. So, yeah, yeah, it's definitely two ends of the scale and you've got to find that middle ground where it's just be helpful. <laughs> yeah, right. So don't be that person who is sitting. First of all, don't sit down. Really, you shouldn't be sitting down um, because it just, it just indicates uh, I'm just, I can't be bothered. And if you have to, have a stool. Stool, yeah. So if, so you can, you can perch on the stool. That's okay because you're up at their level. You yeah. want to be up at the level of the customer. You want to be up at their eye level. So if you have a stool in a corner that you're perching on, but you're still, you know, you're nice and you're sitting nice and upright, your posture's up and open and your, your head is up, you're looking around, you're engaging, you're being very aware of what's happening around you, that is fine because, yeah, we all get sore feet. But don't be, yeah, hiding away in a corner somewhere and ignoring your customers. Don't be so distracted with, other stuff too like sometimes you'll see people fiddling with their stall or whatever or talk oh my god talking to someone at, like if you have someone there helping you with your stall it's not time for a social yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's not time to have a chat with them about something like just again you walk into a retail shop 
you see two retail assistants having a good ga- gas bag off in the corner about what happened on the weekend. Yeah. <laughs> They're not doing their jobs. They're ignoring you. So mm. that's another thing. Don't be doing that um, to the detriment of your customers. Yeah. I was going to ask, what do you guys think of, I'm in two about this, are people who make while they're... Yeah, that's what I was going to ask too. I was like, what about if, like, I mean, if you're not making, you know, wood furniture, because then that's really hard, (laughs) (laughs) then that's not going to fit. But, you know, if you make jewelry or something like that, what about making it so people see it and it kind of like is this nice thing? I don't don't actually know how... I'm I'm interested to hear because you're making faces. (laughs) I, look, I've done it. That's why I'm making faces. Right. Uh, I've done it and I've seen it many times. And I think the answer is it depends. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you are, if you're like knitting or crocheting and you can do it in your sleep and you basically don't be needing to pay attention to what your hands are doing, no problem. Mm-hmm. As long as you can, you have somewhere to put that down straight away if somebody needs your help and you're not like faffing around trying to work out where to put it. Like have, have a pocket or like a... A, uh, what are they called? Apron with a pocket you can shove it into or have somewhere you put it down. Uh, mm. Because again, you don't want your customer to think, you don't want people to think they're annoying you. Or that they're being or, ignored. Yeah. Or that they're being ignored. So I remember I did this one, one market, I can't remember which one. And I have these, um, like the earrings that I make, I can just like tap them on a thing. And I was doing it at all some wire work, like, because that's not really noisy. And I was doing that. But again, I was sitting down to do that. So this is before I knew all these lessons. <laughs> mm. uh, I don't think I would do that now unless it was a, unless part of the marketing for the market was come and see our makers at work. That's what I was like, going to say. I think yeah. it depends highly on the actual market as well because I yeah. think there's markets where mm. you can like get away with or it suits the theme to actually kind of be demonstrating your craftsmanship but I think there is also markets where that's not appropriate at all mm. and it needs to be like really polished and professional and you are there to serve the customer and not mm. just be like making on the side so you kind of need to do your research a little bit maybe before you decide yeah. what you're going to do with that and also yeah as just said like if you have to sit down at a low level to do that again unless it's like you're demon have a little section of your stall actually demonstrating what you're doing which could be a feature and that could be really cool mm. um but if you're not doing that and you are kind of hidden behind your stuff then that's not cool like again make it high up and be on a stool where you can be like immediately customer facing as soon as there is a customer there yeah i agree uh another thing i think we briefly talked about this in a previous episode was stall design and we talked a bit about that Yes. not being in the way of your customers. Mm. You've got to make sure you are not in the way of your customers browsing your products. Mm. And there's a nice in between there as well. Like you don't want to be in the way. You want them sort of, it depends how it's set up, obviously. If it's like a gazebo kind of thing, you want them to go in, but you don't want it to be scary to go in as well yeah. as in the table was like all the way in the back. Yeah. And the, the massive commitments to That's enter it. They're waiting, <laughs> not blinking, standing. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's a good. Okay. So let's talk about eye contact and body language. Mm. Um, These are things you have to be conscious of. And if you're not conscious of how you are and how your customers are, you will have trouble. So first of all, like I said before, you need to have a, you basically need to be bright and engaged in your body language. So standing up straight, shoulders back, head high, a smile on your face. It it doesn't have to be like a big grin, but just a kind of pleasant 
rest if you like have retching, resting bitch face you really need to work on that um when you're selling at a market stall like you need to practice having resting smiley face um welcoming or resting face like, yeah welcoming face pleasant face super happy no. looking, just like don't look grumpy like don't look grumpy because no <laughs> one's gonna come say hi if you look grumpy they're gonna be like are you okay yeah oh also please do not complain to your customers about how long your day has been, how hungry you are, unless they're like a friend, yeah. unless some, a friend of yours comes up and you're like, hey, you're holding up and it's like, okay, but don't do that to your customers. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't, don't experience for them. You're putting yeah. your issues onto them and that's not yeah. a way to spotlight. Yeah. Oh, it's hot and I'm tired and I haven't oh, made a single sale. <laughs> okay. Yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. No. Um, eye contact. Don't be the creepy starer. <laughs> but also don't completely ignore me. <laughs> That's a great look at me. Yeah. So don't like when someone, okay, picture this. Someone's approaching your store. They're walking past or they're coming to, towards you. What do you do? You look at them and you smile. If it's appropriate, you say hello or g'day or whatever. Then look away <laughs> and let them come in and look like don't stare at them don't try to talk to them constantly so it's that again it's that welcome them but then leave them alone but be ready as soon as they look at you again because they want your attention to go over there and help them yeah do you think we're really uncomfortable as a generation with this because we don't know what to do we never wait without like a phone you know like oh yeah you know you're waiting at a cafe or at a bus stop or whatever you're doing you're waiting you just look at your phone like that's just mm. what we do you have nothing to do on that phone you just go like oh i'm just gonna open instagram and so we're actually not we don't actually know how to like st- like there's some sort of boredom in there that you need to accept as well oh yeah um like you've got to get into that meditative state where you're like it's okay i'm just currently not doing anything and that's an activity <laughs> like yeah, i don't yeah. need to be on my phone or something i think that's what people feel a bit stressed about too because it's mm. like it's boring i look awkward what do i do with my arms do i put them in my pocket do i like <laughs> You know, and you go into overthinking mode. Don't cross them. That's one thing you shouldn't be doing. Don't stand with, there with your arms crossed. Do like put them in your pocket or, or hold your hands behind you. That's I was going to say, also one. don't let them like dangle. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you had done a video with this podcast. So oh funny. my God. All the awkward stuff you can do. But yeah, don't overthink too much of what no. we say too. Like, you know, don't be like overanalyzing every, every one of your move going like, am I doing this wrong? Or, you know, mm. be natural. But that's a really good point. Like you, Deb's point of you're going to be bored is a really good point in that, yeah. But you, what you, unless it's really, really quiet at the market, you should be pretty much looking all the time at people. You should be, yeah. this is what your job at a market is to pay attention to your customers and your potential customers' body language. That's, that's your job. So you're constantly looking, you're constantly watching for people who are looking to your store, who are trying to make eye contact with you, who are interested, who are coming over and asking you questions. Like you should be bright and engaged and, and waiting to serve those people. And that is the best way that you can possibly be. Um, let's talk about briefly how to make conversation. Cause I think actually having what I call conversation starters or ways to actually engage a customer in conversation is really handy. And I literally say, have a list of these that you've thought about beforehand I think that's, and write them yeah, down. I love that. I oh my God. I have idea. zero idea right now. Yeah, I well, me neither because that's, I was, I like, I would usually just say, Hey, how's it going? And then they would ask something and then I would answer. Um, because again, I'm not a big 
conversationalist when it's same I mean I work behind a computer at home like yeah so you know (laughs) like when I had a baby actually that was really a good conversation side because I had had the like I had the baby there with me sort of newborn (laughs) and so you know everyone sort of comes over it's like oh how nice that you're here with your baby and you're like yeah to feed him in her I have to buy groceries you should buy my product (laughs) (laughs) but um I think I mean that's the reason why I ended up hiring people to do the store for me who were more extroverted and very comfortable just having chatty conversations like you know small talk type stuff so I think yeah I'm terrible at small talk for those people who are um quite introverted or just don't enjoy that I think having some conversation starters is a really really good idea so you can sort of just jump start it and you kind of have a bit of a toolkit with you like a mm. vocabulary toolkit <laughs> yeah Hey there, Maker. Are you loving this podcast as much as we love bringing it to you? If so, we would love to talk to you about supporting us on Patreon. Becoming one of our patrons is a way to support the show and to help us produce it each week. You can help for as little as $1 a month and you get access to behind the scenes, extra content we won't share anywhere else, a link to your shop on our website, and even a shout out on the podcast. To learn more, simply go to thebusinessofmaking.com slash support. And now back to the show. So one easy one, especially if you're a woman to woman, this could get a bit awkward if you're a dude talking to a woman, is to compliment them in some way. So generally something they're wearing or having on, like their handbag, their earrings, their clothes, um, just something like, I love, good one. I love those earrings or I love that sh- those shoes or I love your handbag or, you know, something like that. Because it feel it makes them feel good because you're complimenting them, but it's also a, an opener. It gives them the option to talk to you back, or like talk back to you and start a conversation if they desire. But you're not actually forcing them to do, say anything. You're just giving mm. them yeah, a compliment. That's a really good one. I like that. So that's yeah, it's kind of my favorite uh, one to use. Uh, and you can generally pretty much anybody you see, you, there's something about them you can compliment. Um, and obviously it should be genuine, but it's just stuff that you'd normally think but wouldn't say yeah, perhaps. Yeah. Um, but just be aware of any weirdness around this. Like, don't be, if, if you're an old dude, don't go up to a girl and say, you have a lovely smile. That just feels gross and weird and creepy. Yeah. So, so do just, we have an example for a dude who can say something yes. to a woman? That is- I think, I think you can compliment again, something they're wearing or like, I think you can say those are really cool earrings, or that's a really cool. Mm. Like, I love the design in your handbag. Like that's okay. Focus like because you're the not, thing, the thing, not the person. Not how it looks. Like yeah, yeah. What a sexy exactly. dress. No, 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 no. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. The pattern of the dress. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Don't be exactly. like in, if anyone's a Seinfeld fan, where he, where George Costanza is trying to like feel the fabric of the executive in the place he's going to an interview and she's like, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so so focus on something like that that's kind of a little less personal. And I mean, even woman to woman, be careful with that stuff. Oh, yeah, you know, absolutely. Like at, yeah, like I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think I would actually really appreciate someone saying to me like, oh, you're looking great today if I don't know who they are. 
No. Whereas if they say, oh, really good that earrings, they'll be like, so yeah, cool, thanks. Like, I yeah. like these earrings. That's why I bought them. Yeah. Like, women don't know how to take compliments. Like, some women yeah. do. I, most <laughs> of us, we actually don't know how to just say thank you. It makes us feel weird. Like, definitely. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, thanks, yeah, I'm just going to go now. (laughs) This is the difference between complimenting the person or something about how they look. Like, I love your hair, I love your smile, looks great, whatever. Mm. Whereas complimenting a thing they have, you're reinforcing their their clever purchasing decisions. Yes, and you're saying they have good taste and stuff, yeah. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. And usually different. it starts a conversation as well around the, you know, oh, it's a cool jumper uh, because, oh, yeah, cool. Thanks. I, I found it in this shop or whatever. And yep. then there you go. You're talking about something. Oh, so are you just visiting or, are you you know, blah, 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 blah. Uh, without, you know, because that's a nice natural way to, hey, I really like that one. Mm-hmm. That's kind of, that's a no-brainer um, that I kind of usually recommend and use. So mm. steal that yeah. one. Steal that one. <laughs> Um, I'd love to go back to and, and dive into what you were saying, Michaela, though, which is um, actually how about not being the one that makes the sales at the market if really you hate it or you can't do it because, and I'd love to know a bit more about your experience, you know, having someone else oh, there for well, you. Yeah, I've got a whole bunch of different people, <laughs> uh, depending <laughs> on what I was selling at the time, because I've gone through a few different iterations of selling stuff. Um, so when I used to sell jewelry, I had an ex-student of mine who also was sort of the my nanny for my son when he was a baby. Um, you know, being a student, she w- was happy to work at a, in a part-time job. And so, yeah, I just paid her whatever the minimum wage was at the time. I think it was like $22 an hour or something, maybe a little bit less. Um, and, yeah, I would go and set up and then, you know, she'd be there and, I'd leave it for six hours and then come back and pack up and it was fantastic. Also because it's um, really, because I knew I could afford it. I knew I would mm. be making enough that, you know, it cost me like 120 bucks for the day for her to be there. And I knew I could sell that much product to, you know, pay for that. Um, mm. So it, it's really good too though, because other people are very good at like spruiking your stuff, you know, like sometimes mm-hmm. as women or as just human beings, um, you know, you know your stuff is good, but you don't want to be like, oh, yeah, my stuff's awesome. Although we should, we should be like that, but it's very hard to. Um, other people are very good at that saying, yeah, Michaela's stuff's so awesome. Like, look at this. She's done this. She's done this, you know. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it was a really good solution. That was when I was doing the jewellery. And then when I sort of transferred into selling craft kits and stuff, I had another person helping me. Um, again, she was really great. And then I got my sister-in-law to do it a couple of times too when I – sort of uh, pivoted again to be more about the services that I was offering, which wasn't, I wasn't really even selling anything then. It was really just a promotional exercise to go to the markets and get people to sign up um, to my mailing list. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of an expensive way to get people on my mailing list, but, you know, it worked. Um, But, yeah, and, again, she's very extroverted and she was very happy to go and just talk talk about how awesome I am, which was really nice. So, yeah, it worked for me, like, and as I was, I've said in a previous episode, when I sort of get that feeling like, oh, I'd really like to do a market again. And I go and I really like, I like the aspect of making the products and I like the aspect of the visual merchandising. And then I'm there and I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. I hate being here. Like I don't <laughs> at all. This is why I don't do markets anymore. So yeah, it's a really good solution for me to have, to pay someone else to be there for me. Mm. Cool. And another thing is um, having someone there with you just beside yeah. you can be nice really as well. Good, 
like Nick and I have done a lot when we did markets, did a lot together. Um, it means you've got someone who can go have, you know, one of you can go have lunch, one of you can go to the bathroom. Um, you can be serving more than one person at once, which at a busy market is really useful. Uh, so that's, you know, if you can do that, that's a great thing to do as well. But just make sure you kind of train them. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> Don't just bring like your husband or something along who's just going to stand there really awkwardly and, and again, put people off from coming over to your stall. So you need to be aware of, of how that's going to look as well. So let's talk a little bit also about have, uh, being prepared with all of the things like the money, the packaging, all of that stuff, you need to you need to think about where all that's going to be and how you're going to interact with it when you have a sale. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think uh, at most markets, you know, you generally either have like one trestle table, which is about one point eight meters, like almost two meters, or you have a two meter space or a three meter space or like a two or three meter corner space. Like that's kind of generally, I would say, what most markets have. Um, so you need to figure out then how you're going to use that space. If you have a two meter by two meter, are you just going to have a two meter table at the front and then use all the back um, area for like you to sit down and maybe a packing space and maybe your like other stock, whatever, like all the stuff that you need. What I used to do was try and get a corner stall if I could afford it um, and then I could have my I wouldn't, uh, I would always, because of being the introvert I am, I wouldn't have one of those stores where people would come in. I'm like, no, this is my space. You stand on that <laughs> side and look at my products and I'll be on the inside here safe behind my little <laughs> But then that gave me a lot of space too because I'd have the two tables like on a corner and then I could put all my boxes underneath because we always have tablecloths going all the way to the floor. So you can hide, mm. you can hide a lot of stuff under there. <laughs> and I would have sort of two um, like plastic tubs stacked up that I could also just roll out, which I could have stuff on top of. So that might be where I do my packing or, um, you know, have my cash box or whatever it might be. Um, but, yeah, I was always really meticulous in figuring out what the setup was going to be before I went. But as I said in the previous episode, always also being flexible. So if mm-hmm. that wasn't going to happen, then, um, yeah, being able to adjust. Yeah, for sure. So I, when I first started markets, I actually had like an apron, like a half apron. And so in that I had like uh, business cards, I had my phone and, you know, like uh, stuff that I, the reason I had my phone is because for payments, that's what I used to use to take credit card payments. So anything that I really needed to have on hand, a pen, um, (laughs) that sort of stuff. And so I had it on my, on my person, um, my float, so, and my cash was literally on my person. So I never put it down anywhere. So it was safe. Uh, you know, if you have a cash box, again, still it, someone can pick that up and walk away with it. So you need to make sure it's somewhere safe that you can um, keep. So I used to literally just have mine in like a zippered pouch and that would be in my in my um, half apron. So my money was on me all the time. So think about that sort of stuff as well, keeping money safe and um, making sure that you have marketing material and things like that. What are these bags called that you put like those belt kind of bags? You know the ones? The bum bags? Yeah, I think that's or what Or fanny packs, I think they call in them in French, the... French, like the translation bag? would be like yes. banana bag because they kind of look like a banana, right? <laughs> they do look a bit like a banana. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. I love them. Can we bring them back like in fashion? Because I just really would love for us to just have that all the time and no stupid woman handbags are like super annoying on your shoulder. Like I love them. I think that 
that can be really handy for market for money as well and stuff yeah. like that. But I'm I think s- the idea is to not take too much room on your mm, table with exactly. all this stuff and instead, you know, putting the focus on your project. Focus. Focus. <laughs> focus on your product. <laughs> Sorry, we're just flashing back to talking about how Deb says focus. If anyone knows what her focus sounds like, let us know. In- <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I love it. Apparently love it's... We should uh, stop teasing. We, we, we love how she says We like it. We do love it. Um, but they're actually, there's a bit of a trend at the moment with these like um, belt bags. So a, ba- a bag mm. you can slide onto your belt, like a nice leather bag. So you could do something like that that actually looks kind of nice. Mm. Um, instead of yeah, just having stuff floating around mm. that it could go missing or you'd lose it. But Deb's yeah. point was really important. Why we're saying all this is because yeah, you don't you don't want that stuff on your table because that's you want maximum space for product on your table. Yeah. Mm. I remember I used to have like there's this one particular s- setup I had where I had a little bit of space like under a box that was like lifted up. Uh, the stuff was on top of it and in front of it. So inside there on, from the back end, I could put stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it was really yeah, handy. That's something similar where I have like a board, which is uh, like a photo frame sort of setup. So it has like a stand at the back and the board is on a bit of an angle. So I could actually put stuff on the table behind the board um, mm. because that was just wasted space otherwise. So like I had tissue paper and bags and stuff there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you sure. could have those like drawer, those plastic drawer boxes kind of thing with like a nice mm. fabric on top and from the back the drawer kind of opens. Oh, that's yeah, a good idea. Too. You know, stuff. I've never done that. <laughs> and let's talk about something else, which is eating and drinking. Yeah, I was actually going to say in the drawer, I was going to make so, a joke and say that's where you hide like your yeah. stuff. But <laughs> if you're really. by yourself, it's really hard. Like I yeah. remember multiple times it's bad, but I had no other choice. I just have to be like shoving food down my throat. And then a customer would come and I would be like, you know, wiping my face like <laughs> behind, like hiding behind the table and be up like, hey, hopefully nothing in my tea. But, yeah. but you know, I mean, I don't care when people eat. I know the advice is probably don't, but also people are human and that can actually be a, a conversation starter, like going like, oh, finally getting a lunch break or, you know, people could comment on the fact that you're eating. Like it's more about what the choice of food I yes. feel. <laughs> yes, this like, is exactly what it is. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I eat something maybe that is still. Oh, yeah, maybe don't do nachos. Yeah. <laughs> or tacos even. I'm not sure eating them. I just oh, God. No. Yeah. Don't eat something that will make your face or hands dirty mm, and messy. Mm, mm. Short, long story stinky, short. Like, oh, know, God, the no. most delicious yeah. foods are always stinky, but maybe keep that for another day. Yeah, or like, you know, don't take like a, like a cauliflower broccoli leftover from yesterday that when you're going to open your Tupperware, it like stinks. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> everyone. Yeah, but yeah, so think snacks, about it. like, you know, nut bars maybe mm. or well, depends mm. if you what the nut situation is, but not at school place yeah. probably. But um, mm. yeah, things that are easy to eat in packets and you won't, nothing too crummy, no pies. No, fruit in a container or like sandwich cut up in a container or something that you can just, things that are bite-sized, things that are clean, things that won't make your hands greasy Mm. or sticky or crumbly and same with your face. It's not going to be an issue. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) And you could just shove little bits in your face when you have the time. Yeah, bite-sized. That's Um, that's mm. the best tip, I think, because, you know, like if you are eating this big sort of um, wrap or sandwich or something, you take two bites and you have to hold it and then you've got to try and put it down. And it's like like a big deal to have a big bite and then have two and then swallow like it takes. Whereas if you just have grapes, you just like pop them in, have one. 
You can still talk to the customer one second later. Yeah. Bring water. Water. Mm. Yes. Make sure you have enough water. Yeah. It's really important. You're going to be talking a lot. Mm. So you need to stay hydrated and you need your, if you, if you tend to get sore throats and stuff, when you talk a lot, take some lozenges or something like mm. uh, something that makes, means that you can keep talking comfortably. I think that's really important. As also well. because they give you like your breath smells nice. Oh, yeah. If you add food, you do not want to like be talking to someone and have like a garlic story. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. A little bit off. Fingons. Oh God, no, no, don't do that. So yeah. Right. Is there anything else we need to cover for this one? Have fun and don't overthink it so much because I feel like we've said so many things that people are going to be like, oh, my God, I need to, like, do this but not that. Like, how do I even manage? And it's like, you know, just trying to be as natural as possible. Mm. Yeah. I think we've talked a lot about um, our, like, the the stallholder as a person and what you can do personally and, like, speaking and body language and all that kind of thing. And I know this is, like, supposed to be the end of our series, but I feel like we could do another episode on actual stall setup and merchandising and Mm. more around. So we might might leave that for another day because we've already covered a lot today. <laughs> I really like this uh, market series. Really refreshing. Mm. Yeah, I agree. Well, let us know what you think about this. If you'd like us to do more about markets, if you have any questions, let us know. Ask us, especially in the Facebook group, which is go over the businessmaking.com forward slash Facebook and you can join us there or just search the business of making on Facebook. We'd love to hear your experience and your tips as well for all of this stuff. Like come and share what works for you, what you love, what you don't like so much, um, when you're attending a market or when you're, uh, uh, you're selling at a market as well. Uh, we could do something similar back to this when it comes to um, selling to retail shops as well because there's a lot we could talk to you guys about uh, when it comes to selling wholesale, doing trade shows. That's a whole nother, nother kettle of fish, as they say. So we should probably uh, cover that sort of stuff in a future episode. What do you think, Sounds ladies? good. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Sure. So thank you, everybody, for being here. We are honoured that you spend your time with us each week, hopefully each week, uh, or when you remember to listen. (laughs) Uh, Make sure to hit that subscribe button if you haven't already. And share this. Please do share this show with your friends and your creative community. We want to try to get it out to as many people as possible. Uh, The best way is either drop a link in a Facebook group or take a screenshot and share it on your Instagram stories. Make sure to tag us the business we're making on Instagram so that we can reshare your story to our followers as well. We'd love to do that. Uh, and give us your feedback, you know, DM us over there or whatever and let us know what you thought of the episode. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah. We would. Uh, so we'll we'll be back. I was about to say, I was about to say do a Michaela and say we'll see you we'll again see next you. week. <laughs> our thoughts. We will see you with our thoughts. We will we will speak to you next week when we're back with another crazy episode of this podcast and uh bye for now bye for now bye for now